0: Welcome to the unofficial Slate Star Codex podcast for May 31st, 2018. Title, In Search of Missing U.S. Suicides. Podcast note. This is a short post with lots of graphs. It might just be easier to read. Content warning. Suicide. Thanks to someone on Twitter I forgot for alerting me to this question. Among U.S. states, there's a clear relationship between gun ownership rates and suicide rates, but not between gun ownership rates and homicide rates. Two graphs, one showing guns versus homicide by state and no discernible trend, another one showing guns versus suicide rate by state with a clear trend line. You might conclude guns increase suicides but not homicides, Then you might predict that the gun-loving U.S. would be an international outlier in suicides but not homicides. In fact, it's the opposite. Two graphs, one showing countries by homicide rate. The U.S. is way ahead of other countries. The other one showing countries by suicide rate. And the U.S. is only slightly above average out of Great Britain, France, Japan, Germany, Sweden, Canada, and Australia. This is the country list for both graphs and all future country-level comparisons. Why should this be? We've already discussed why U.S. homicide rates are so high, but why isn't the suicide rate elevated? One possibility. Suicide methods are fungible. If guns are easily available, you might use a gun. If not, you might overdose, hang yourself, or jump off a bridge. So getting rid of one suicide method or another doesn't do much. This sounds plausible, but it's the opposite of scientific consensus on the subject. See, for example, controlling access to suicide means, which says that restrictions of access to common means of suicide has led to lower overall suicide rates, particularly regarding suicide by firearms in U.S., detoxification of domestic and motor vehicle gas in England, and other countries, toxic pesticides in rural areas, barriers at jumping sites, and hanging. This is particularly brought up in the context of U.S. gun control, C.E.G., Suicide Guns and Public Policy, which describes strong empirical evidence that restriction of access to firearms reduces suicides. The state-level data from above support this view. Taking guns away from a state does decrease its suicide rate. And then there's this graph from Armed with Reason. Two graphs, one showing firearm suicide deaths against gun ownership and with a trend towards more guns equaling more firearm suicide deaths. Then another graph showing that non-firearm suicides do not decrease with the amount of guns in a state which shows that adding more guns to a state does not decrease its non-firearm suicide rate. But if suicide methods aren't fungible, then why doesn't the U.S. have a higher suicide rate? Here's another way of asking this question. Graph showing countries by non-gun suicide rate and the U.S. is at the very bottom. The U.S. has fewer non-gun suicides than anywhere else. This seemingly obvious explanation is that guns are so common that everyone who wants to commit suicide is using guns, decreasing the non-gun rate. But that contradicts all the non-fungibility evidence above. So the other possibility is that the U.S. ought to have a very low suicide rate, and it's just all our guns that are bringing us back up to average. Of all U.S. states, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Hawaii have the fewest guns, Unsurprisingly, suicides in these states are less likely than average to be committed with firearms. In Massachusetts, the rate is 22%. In New Jersey, 24%. In Hawaii, 20%. Their suicide rates are 8.8, 7.2, and 12.1, respectively. Hawaii has an unusual ethnic composition. 40% Asian and 20% Native Hawaiian both groups with high suicide rates, C.E.G., the suicide rate for Japan above. So it might be worth taking Massachusetts and New Jersey as examples to look at in more detail. Either state, if it were independent, would be among the lowest suicide rate developed nations, and both still have more guns than our comparison countries. If we did a really simple linear extrapolation from New Jersey level gun control to imagine a state where firearms were as restricted as in Britain, we would expect to have a suicide rate of around 5 or 6, which is around the current level of non-gun U.S. suicides. This is much lower than any of the large comparison countries in the graph above, but there are two developed countries currently around this level. Italy, and Israel. I think it makes sense to suppose that the U.S. might have a low Italy-Israel-style base rate of suicides. For one thing, it's unusually religious for a developed country. Religion is one of the strongest protective factors against suicide. This also seems like a good explanation for Italy and Israel. For another, it's culturally similar to Britain, which also has a low suicide rate somewhere in the sevens. Other British colonies don't seem to have kept this effect. Australia and Canada are both higher, but maybe the U.S. did. And for another, it's unusually ethnically diverse. Blacks and Hispanics have only about half the suicide rate of whites, which means you would expect the U.S. to be less suicidal than Europe. I previously believed this was because whites had more guns, but this doesn't seem to be true. Riddle et al. find that whites have higher non-firearm suicide rates too, so this could be an additional factor driving U.S. rates down. Another conclusion from the graphs above, U.S. whites who have most of the guns do have an anomalously high suicide rate compared to other countries. A confounding factor. The U.S. has lots of different cultures, and Massachusetts and New Jersey represent only one of them. But if anything, I would expect Southern and Midwestern culture, which are more religious, to have a lower base suicide rate. The South also has a lower percent white, another reason to expect their rate to be lower. And there is no evidence of these states having a higher non-firearm suicide rate, which we might expect if they were unusually suicidal. So I think the simplest explanation is true a gun-free U.S. would have one of the lowest suicide rates in the developed world, maybe five or six people per 100,000. The U.S.'s average seeming suicide rate is an artifact caused by combining the low base rate with the distorting effects of high gun availability. The lack of a relative suicide crisis in the U.S. doesn't indicate that easy firearm access isn't causing thousands of preventable suicides per year. This is maybe not the most pressing question we're facing right now, but I take it as a warning against gotcha-style debating. A simple bar graph comparing national suicide and homicide rates would be a compelling, elegant, and easily digested argument that guns increased homicides, but not suicides. It would also be totally wrong. Edit. Commenters point out this paper by Alex Tabarrok on how there is some but less-than-perfect substitutability of suicide methods. This audio version of Slate Star Codex is provided with the permission of Scott Alexander. I am not Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And you can find me at wearenotsaved.com, where I also have a podcast. For anyone wishing to reference this content, please do so by linking to the original post. If you think having an audio version of Slate Star Codex is valuable, and you have nothing better to do with your money, consider donating at patreon.com slash sscpodcast, or leave us a review somewhere. Until next time.